Good morning. I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization. It is February 18th, 2022. It's Friday, so I'm taking questions, and I'm actually grouping these questions into two uh, sets of questions, which I'll answer by addressing the, the question, how do you know Tony Blinken is lying? And the answer to that is his lips are moving. This was on display yesterday with his calculated, cold-hearted dishonesty during a UN Security Council hearing on the situation in Ukraine, and in particular, on the issue of the Minsk agreements, which is one of the issues at the center of the Ukraine question. And a number of you wrote questions to me about what is the what are the Minsk agreements, what do they refer to? So I'm going to begin with that. The United Nations unanimously backed the Minsk agreements in 2015, which had come out of negotiations to stop the fighting, to have a ceasefire in what were called two breakaway republics, uh, Donetsk and Luhansk, east of the Dnieper River, uh, which had been targeted by legislation in a drafting of a new constitution in Kiev after the Maidan revolution, the Maidan coup of February 2014. And there was an effort to uh, calm that down but as the fighting went on, there were some Russian arms that were sent in, allegations of Russian forces never really proven. Uh, but it was some bloody fighting because the Kiev nationalists were trying to suppress the independence of people in that region, including suppressing their language culture. And so that was what the fight was about. Now, the Minsk agreements were unanimously adopted by the United Nations in 2015. They call for the establishment of a federal system in Ukraine as part of a constitution with autonomy granted for Donetsk and Luhansk. It was to be negotiated between the government of the west of Ukraine and Kiev and representatives of those two breakaway republics, as they were called. Uh, Kiev, despite being a signer of this, has continued to refuse to negotiate with representatives from Luhansk and Donetsk. Now, in Blinken's speech, and let's just start with the, the series of lies, he completely ignored this history, which is the actual history of the agreement. Instead, he said, quote, everyone wants Minsk to be implemented, unquote, but the Russians are blocking this. Now, this is a reference to the insistence by some in Kiev that Russia must be the negotiator rather than people from those two republics. They don't want to give them the recognition, uh, but that's not what they signed on to. They signed on to an agreement to negotiate with them, and Russia is not supposed to be part of that negotiation, so they're not blocking it. Uh, secondly, second lie <clears throat> of Blinken, the greatest threat to peace is Russia's looming aggression against Ukraine. He once again said on ABC News that this could happen today, Putin could pull the trigger today, tomorrow, or next week. So he's continuing to push this line that an invasion of Ukraine is imminent. Now, he then said, <coughs> excuse me, he said that this threat from Russia is a fundamental challenge to the rules-based order. And he said, quote, no country can dictate to others the foreign policy choices they make, unquote. It's a lie. The United States has been doing that for decades. That's why there were invasions of Iraq and Libya and attacks against Syria. 
The, the United States is always trying to dictate what policies countries can have. That's what is it's in dispute with color revolutions, where the U.S. intervenes anytime there's an opposition to a government which the United States has deemed to be authoritarian. So Blinken, once again, is just, just lying. Now, then he accused Russia of preparing a false flag operation <coughs> in eastern Ukraine to justify an invasion. The Russian response was, which country is known for false flags? It's the United States and, and the Western countries. <coughs> then Blinken said, this will be used to launch a war targeting Kiev. Now, the final sophistry from Blinken was when he, he acknowledged that some question our information. And he said there were instances where our intelligence, quote, did not bear out. Well, in other words, where the intelligence was faked, like Iraq, like the chemical weapons stories about Syria, and so on. But then he said, with a straight face, I am here today not to start a war, but to prevent one. So much for the honesty and integrity of Secretary of State Anton Blinken. Now, the Chinese answered this in, to, to some extent by making the issue broader than Ukraine, by saying the issue is the U.S.-NATO refusal to renounce the Cold War mentality, which is a mentality which targets those countries which are deemed to be adversaries to the unipolar authority of the United States and its allies, especially the United Kingdom and the city of London. And the Chinese representative at the UN Security Council said, one country's security cannot come at the expense of another's. Now, that brings up a second group of questions, which is, why is this happening in Ukraine? What's the issue in Ukraine? And the real issue is the establishment of a security architecture which guarantees the right to sovereignty of every nation, not the authority to dictate to those who claim to be the defenders of the rules-based order. That's the central issue that's on the forefront right now. And it is apparent to many that we're seeing the end of the unipolar era. Now, what characterizes the continuation of the unipolar era is the military power of the U.S., the United Kingdom, and NATO being deployed against countries, whether it's Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, Iraq, or as we see today, the threats against Russia and China. And that order, this unipolar order, is being challenged. And it's the move to crush that challenge, which is defined as the challenge for the democratic nations against the authoritarian nations. Now, it should be noted that order has been looting the world's poorest countries for decades through the International Monetary Fund, through the control of currency, credit, and debt policies, which dictate to countries whether they can spend money on education and health care or that it has to first go to pay the banks. And you know what happens. This is the story by Perkins of Economic Hitmen. The money must go to pay the debt to the banks before it goes to take care of the urgent needs of infrastructure, health care, education, and so on in the poorer countries. Now that's happening in the so-called advanced Western democracies, that the looting is escalating to hit every segment of the population, except the billionaires who are continuing to get their cut of the loot 
through the effects of the high interest rate, I'm sorry, the low interest rate policy, the, the high liquidity policy that's been adopted by the world's central banks. This is the issue of the Great Reset and the Green New Deal, both of which are opposed in the form that they're introduced by Russia and China, which again gets at the question of why Ukraine, why Taiwan, because the City of London, Wall Street, the Davos Forum, the Billionaires Club have targeted Russia and China as the leading opponents of the global world order they're trying to establish. And that global world order was exposed by the inability to succeed in these endless wars, by the ignominious withdrawal from Afghanistan, and by the fact that the West is somewhat impotent to impose its will on Russia over Ukraine. Now the question is, will they resort to war to carry through the implementation of their policies, which will not aid anyone except the billionaires, and which will in fact impoverish the world, including the United States and Western Europe. So the question is, how do we develop a sustainable security architecture? That cannot be built on the principle of taking away sovereignty of nations, tearing down their industry and technology, or denying them the benefits of science and technology. That policy is what has been done over the last 30, 40 years to loot countries for the benefit of the city of London. And that's at the heart of the war threat. Countries are resisting that. They're not accepting the Great Reset and the Green New Deal. And it now appears that there's a new potential financial system that could emerge from Eurasian integration. Now, the best solution to that would be for the West to coordinate with the Eurasian integration, to be a part of it through infrastructure deals, energy deals, science and technology policy, doing what China is doing to uplift hundreds of millions of people in, in China out of poverty. Why not do that with the whole world based on the kinds of principles involved in the Belt and Road Initiative? Instead, the West insists on a free market looting policy, which benefits the infinitesimal few over the needs of the vast majority of the world's population. Now, this is going to be the subject of a Schiller Institute conference this weekend, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time on Saturday. There'll be two panels, and you can register for it at theschillerinstitute.com. I will be giving the keynote at the first panel on security architecture, the strategic discussion, and Helga Zeplerouche will be giving the keynote on the second panel on how to establish a just economic platform for all sovereign nations. So I urge you to join us for that this Saturday, February 19th at 10 a.m. Eastern time at theschillerinstitute.com. And if you see Tony Blinken talking, you know he's lying. So thanks for joining me this week. I hope you'll join us tomorrow morning for the Schiller Institute International Conference. Thank you.